Get your sea shined up, grab a stick of juicy fruit. The taste is gonna move ya. Take a sniff, pull it out. The taste is gonna move ya when you pop it in your mouth. Juicy fruit is gonna move ya. It juice the soft, it gets right to ya. Juicy fruit, the taste, the taste, the taste is gonna move ya. Oh, yes. Yes, that is the <laughs> welcome on into the Check Your Brain podcast here on uh, wherever you're listening to this. I'm going to put this one out for free just because I can. I want to stir up controversy. <laughs> it's Tony Mazer here. Uh, if you are listening to this for free on wherever you get your podcast, this is on Patreon at patreon.com slash Tony Mazur, T-O-N-Y-M-A-Z-U-R. And uh, if you're on Patreon, I appreciate you uh, listening and keep subscribing. I'm going to do more podcasts like this. They don't have to always be political or about sports. They could be about complaining about, well, what I'm going to in the popular culture in this episode. And as you see from the title is, it's just called Stupid White Guy Commercials. Because, I, to be honest, I don't watch a ton of TV. I've probably watched more TV, to be honest, this year than I have the last couple of years, just because I, my work situation, where I'm at on my day job, or let me actually speak into the microphone, where I'm where I'm at in my job, I kind of get done with work and I don't really feel like fishing around for a lot of stuff. So I get home and we have YouTube TV. My wife has an account and we put whatever's on. So yeah, I'm, I will end up watching the same things I've been watching for 20, 30 years now, which is Family Guy and Seinfeld. Usually Family Guy on TBS or one of the other, maybe FX or one of those channels, and Seinfeld on Comedy Central, even though I also have Netflix where I can get Seinfeld. But uh, I'll watch these commercials, and I don't know if you've watched Comedy Central at any point in the last 10 years now. It's getting so bad. The whole network in general is getting so bad. So Trevor Noah is leaving or has left. I don't know at this point. I don't watch, don't care left The Daily Show, or is leaving The Daily Show. So watch Comedy Central sometime. They go and they do the promos for The Daily Show, and it's Trevor Noah going, well, uh, you know, uh, black people, and, uh, you know, uh, Donald Donald Trump, and uh, and it's, it's like trying to be some kind of weird joke, and they have to wrap it up in like a 15-second promo, and it's never good. It's never enticing. How many people are watching that and going, Gosh, that is funny. I cannot wait. What time? 11 o'clock? Is that what it is? 11.30? When is the Daily Show on? Let me tune in. No one's doing that. They haven't done that, which is why he's leaving the show. You actually have an entire... <laughs> you have an entire show that was an institution on cable TV that Trevor Noah essentially killed because nobody else can match up to Jon Stewart. And how many people have given Jon Stewart... Or like all the imitators of John Stewart, so John Oliver, Larry Wilmore, Samantha Bee, Trevor Noah, uh, what's that Jordan guy, the the guy who does stuff on the street, Jordan Klepper. They're all takeoffs of what John Stewart did, and they're just doing crappier versions of it. But anyways, you watch Comedy Central and you see the commercials, and it's just look at it through my lens. I'm watching a commercial, and I go, wow, here's another stupid white guy. Dumb white guy does something dumb. Wow. And all you have to do is just reverse the races in the commercial, and you will see nothing but uh, Al Sharpton and Ibram X. Kendi and all these other grifters, uh, these social activists, would be protesting whatever product it is. But if you keep them the way they were like an ADT commercial where a white guy is breaking in, you go, oh, that's okay, because we're not looking racist, even though if you want to look at actual statistics and disproportionalities, and eh, it's not really so much the case. So I'm going to get into that here in this podcast. I want to talk about something, speaking of commercials, I played that Juicy Fruit commercial to open, you know, where commercials used to be kind of fun. It was like, hey, you, you pop in this Juicy Fruit, it lasts slightly longer than uh, what Fruit Stripe gum. So you have some juicy fruit, and all of a sudden you're going skiing with your buddies. Isn't that funny how that works? Hmm. Didn't really 
uh, I didn't watch that commercial back in the day and go, gosh, I can't wait to put on a pair of skis and head down a mountain, but whatever. There were commercials, though, that were sometimes ahead of their time. You had a lot of local commercials. I know where I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, we had the Garfield one, two, three, two, three. I still don't know what that is. Is that a window company? Is that aluminum siding, a roofing? I, I don't know. I still, to this day, don't know what Garfield one, two, three, two, three is. But I remember the commercials. And wherever you live, you probably had local commercials that you still can't get out of your head after two, three, four, maybe five decades. Then by the 90s, you started seeing a little bit of cynicism pop up. And I, I, I don't know why. I've never seen these commercials. I've never heard these commercials until recently. And I've been, as I think some of you folks know, I like to go to old restaurants or fast food places that existed at one time, and there may be a couple left or one left. So I like, when I go to Columbus, Ohio, they still have a York Steakhouse. Yes, an actual York Steakhouse that has been essentially bankrupt and gone since 1989, and they have had one left, and it's in Columbus. It's in oh, not far from Hilliard by the uh, casino there. And we like going out of town and going to these restaurants that we hadn't been to in a while. The Ground Round, there's virtually none left. Ponderosa Steakhouse, or Bonanza, depending on where you live, probably not around too much. But there was one we always went to when we were out of town, because I don't think we really had many in our area, which was Rax, R-A-X, Rax Roast Beef, and Rax Restaurants, or whatever they were called. But we always call it Rax, just Rax Roast Beef. And at one time in the 80s and early 90s, I thought it was better than Arby's. Arby's was garbage. It was arbage. <laughs> Arby's was terrible in the early 90s, if you remember that, during the RC Cola days. And then by the late 90s and early 2000s, they actually improved the quality of their food. And they're much better now, and Rax is virtually not around. But Rax at one time was the place. You would go there... They had the little solarium, the little greenhouse in the front, and you'd have the endless salad bar. So you'd get the endless salad bar and whatever it, whatever it was. And we liked going there back in the day. Thought it was very good. And noticed that they had been starting to go away over time and did a little bit of research and found out there are six total racks restaurants left in the country right now as we speak. Four of them in Ohio. Three of them I've been to. In like the last couple of years, Circleville, Lancaster, and Ironton, or as the locals will call it, Ironton. And I guess there's one in New Carlisle, north of Dayton. But then there's two other racks locations outside of Ohio, one in Harlan, Kentucky, and the other where, ironically, where my mom grew up in Joliet, Illinois. So if you ever are interested in reliving the 80s, because these restaurants have not changed from the 80s, and the taste still is the same, go check them out. But they, I was looking online, they were talking about how the chain went downhill because they virtually had no identity. Do, are you roast beef? Are you chicken? Are you pasta? The hell are you? And Rax never found that identity. But 30 years ago, 1992, they had a series of commercials that I started listening to them last week and went, this is odd. It's very odd. And then I realized they were actually brilliant and probably 20 years ahead of their time. I don't know if you remember these commercials, but they uh, and, I, and there, there's a weird documentary on YouTube about it that they put out. It was almost like a mockumentary, like Christopher Guest put, uh, put it out about Rax finding this character named Mr. Delicious. And I was skeptical. I, I probably may have heard it in 1992 and I don't remember it. But they, it wasn't around, I think, maybe three months of these commercials. And they were very strange that this was on actual television and radio because you didn't really understand what they were promoting. It just seemed like a man going through a midlife crisis. And I want to play some of those commercials. Uh, it was a guy, yeah, it was Mr. Delicious, and it was voiced by a voice actor named Greg Berger. And if you remember the show Duckman... He was the voice of Cornfed, his partner at the as a private dick, and uh, yeah, I, and he's done like basically a lot of. I think he did 
Tiny Toon Adventures and everything, but they had this guy who was this very low monotone voice, but distinct monotone voice, to be a middle-aged divorcee who apparently, I don't know, doesn't like to go, uh, doesn't have change because he just had a vasectomy. I mean, listen to some of these commercials. These are are hilarious. Uh, Let me play the first one here. Hello, I'm Mr. Delicious, the new spokesman for Rack's Restaurants. My job? To encourage you to enjoy tasty, affordable meals in a more mature dining environment. I know what you're thinking. He's a cartoon. And cartoons are mostly for people who wet their pants. But not Mr. D. He's a special cartoon for adults. And Mr. Delicious always carries this briefcase. Contents? Watch for me and visit Rack's. Tickety D. So I didn't understand it. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, that's a weird commercial. Then I started listening to the other commercials and watching them. Check this one out. Well, hello, Mr. D again. Our subject, value express combos at the Rack's drive-thru. These tasty delights are priced in low, even dollar amounts. So there's no change. That's just grand, because Mr. Delicious just had some rather delicate surgery. If there's no change, he doesn't have to squirm so much to put it back in his pocket, now does he? He just grabs his combo and drives ever so slowly over the speed bump. Tickety D. This is a commercial cartoon. Now, now it's only like a commercial. It's a weird cutout of a guy wearing a tweed sport coat and a bow tie and a balding man who's walking through some odd, you know, drive through at a racks, talking about his vasectomy. That he doesn't like having a lot of change in his pocket because he just had his <laughs> his balls snipped. <laughs> like, we had this on commercials? And, here, and they did a series of radio ads, too. Listen to this. Hello there. I'm Mr. Delicious, the new cartoon spokesman for Rack's Restaurants. My job? To encourage you to enjoy tasty, affordable meals in a more mature dining environment. You see, Mr. Delicious doesn't appreciate unnecessary commotion while he's eating. It brings out the dangerous, hostile side in Mr. D. At least that's what his analyst says. Anyway, at Rack's, Mr. Delicious can enjoy a tasty sandwich or salad without bright yellow formica upsetting his stomach. He can rest his feet on carpet, since Rax has confidence that Mr. D won't drop his twisty fries. He can lose himself in a cheap romance novel without his elbows sticking to the table. And Mr. Delicious always leaves Rax with a few bucks left. That's just grand, because his analyst charges a lot to keep Mr. D's hostility all locked up. So if you're looking for a stress-free fast food alternative, visit Rax and tell him Mr. Delicious sent you. Dickity D. Rax, you can eat here. Okay, so Mr. Delicious is admitting that his uh, he has rage issues, that he has to go see a counselor. <laughs> and Mr. Delicious, yes, he, he's very angry. He's pent-up anger at what's going on. So he's, he's happy that he doesn't have to deal with uh, kids screaming at a restaurant while he eats his roast beef sandwich and watch, reading a romance novel. Or is it like a hustler? Is that what we're talking about? Beats me. Well, hello. Remember me? I'm Mr. Delicious. Did you know the Rack's Value menu features a full array of adult-sized delectables for only 99 cents each? That's right. And Mr. Delicious can really appreciate a bargain like that. After all, he's still trying to recover from that bout with midlife crisis in 89. Fortunately, he was able to sell the Porsche back to the dealer. But much to his chagrin, Mr. Delicious discovered that custom-designed hair weaves are non-refundable. Same for the rotating disco glitter ball he installed in the basement. And that vacation he took to Bora Bora with those two young... friends. Well, that left Mr. Delicious feeling empty and unfulfilled. Unlike the robust sandwiches, baked potatoes, and refreshing drinks on the Rack's value menu for only 99 cents each. Dickity D. Value menu available at participating restaurants. Rack's. You can eat here. I just love the fact that their slogan was Racks, you can eat here. No, what what was I going to do? <laughs> no, I was uh I, I was actually going there for band practice. 
and Mr. Delicious is talking about, oh, he's going through a midlife crisis and he's wearing toupees and he brings paid escorts down to Bora Bora with him. And these were on. People actually didn't like them, but they were ahead of their time. That really seems like an adult swim fake ad that I would hear this on Saturday Night Live. But, you know, you have to be funny. Uh, and they're, they're actually pretty funny, and SNL is certainly not, so weird, very weird. But, yeah, we're portraying a white guy going through a divorce. There's a, there's other commercials, him talking about he likes going to racks because it's a uh, uh, he, he was dehydrated and he needs food the next morning after going out drinking, even though his, wife, his second wife doesn't really care for it. So in that time that we've known Mr. Delicious, he got married again. And he's probably going to go through another divorce because he can't stop going to the bar. <laughs> Unreal. I, I, it, it's incredible. But these dumb white guy ads, I don't think those are dumb. I think those are just kind of silly uh, satire, uh, very you know, early 90s cynicism. I think, that, I think that's a pretty good ad right there. But over time, we have just gone in a way different direction with commercials to the point where it, remember a couple of years ago I, I harp on it all the time there was um what's it uh, uh gillette gillette for years used to have you know i'm your venus and they show these women in virtually nothing but towels shaving their legs and by the way i'm, I'm no prude here either i've noticed they are talking saying pubic hair in commercials. Now, again, I curse a lot on this podcast. I can riff with the best of them. If you've ever, if you've ever heard my stand-up act, like seeing me live, yes, I do a lot of sexual graphic material. But very odd how at 4:30 p.m. they go to commercial for a razor company and they're talking about shaving pubic hair. I'm not a prude. It's just kind of shocking to me. Kind of like being at the gym. I remember I would go to the gym. And they would have the Discovery Channel on and Naked and Afraid is on. Now, they're not showing nipples and they're not showing genitalia, but they're showing bare asses. And I'm thinking when I was a kid 20-something years ago, and at, you have to wait till after 1, 2 o'clock in the morning for you to possibly see a Girls Gone Wild commercial where the girls are flashing the camera, but they have little censored blocks over the nipples. And you go, oh, so it's the implied nudity. Now, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, right after school, I can watch a TV show called Naked and Afraid at the gym. And we just don't think anything of it. So, again, not saying I'm a prude, but kind of shocking to where we're at as in society. But now, like with Gillette, we went from, we have sexy ladies in towels talking about the razors and the shaving cream and everything to, hey... Guys, you need to stop being sexist, especially you white guys. Stop raping. We're in the Me Too movement. We need to stop having this toxic masculinity. And it was, it was embarrassing, that whole commercial ad. I, 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 it, was, it was unbelievable. I want to see if I could pull that up here. Gillette commercial. There, yep. Here we are. Let me pull this. Okay, yeah, yeah, here it is. Bullying. The Me Too movement against sexual harassment. Is this the best a man can get? Is it? We can't hide from it. It's been going on far too long. We can't laugh it off. Dumb white guys. What I actually think she's trying to say making the same old excuses boys will be boys boys will be boys, boys, will be boys. but something finally changed and there will be no going back because we we believe in the best in men men need to hold other men accountable smile sweetie come on to say the right thing. And in this commercial, you're seeing men of color 
get mad at white guys for catcalling and dude man that's not cool you shouldn't call shouldn't call her abroad or whatever it's like what act the right way bro not cool not cool so i i love that it's a guy who's he's kind of outside his stoop out like at a storefront and he's like he sees this woman he's like oh you know hubba hubba awooga awooga and this black dude's like hey man not cool hey don't go after her it's like no what, what do you think he's gonna do rape her or maybe a guy's like hey wouldn't mind taking her out for a, you know hey what's your number or are we not doing that anymore is that creepy to actually meet in person is that what we've decided as society to just instead of hey i'm I met you because, you know, we're co-workers, or we met through friends, or, hey, I just so happen to notice you, and you notice me, and here's my number, and we grow something organically. Nowadays, it's, I'm on a Tinder, or Bumble, or Hinge, the match with somebody, you sleep with them the first night, and then the girl decides, ah, is he worth sleeping with him again? Or was that just it? So you're already hooking up with someone before you even have any established feelings. But they want to lecture you on toxic masculinity here, this Gillette ad. I know this is a few years ago, uh, but it's kind of proving an overall point that I'm getting to. Some already are. In ways big and small. I am strong. But some is not enough. So how we treat each other, okay? Okay. Yeah, you need to be you need to be bitches is what you do. We can't have kids. Hey, kids, uh, you know, boys will be boys. Yeah, you, you kind of need to get that out of them. Instead of you're just having a, a generation of low testosterone beta males who live at home until their thirties. <laughs> in the basement playing video games the whole time. Yeah, that because that's worked out for society. I kind of would rather go with the MAGA way. Go go backwards. Where, oh, kids bullying you in school? Well, beat the crap out of him. Punch him. Absolutely. We need a little more shame in society, if you ask me. But instead, we're directing the shame at others. Instead of having it be a case-by-case situation, we're doing this in commercials by shaming essentially entire races of people. And when I say people... White dudes. We're shaming white guys. And that's what this whole podcast is really kind of talking about here. So I found uh, one of the uh, commercials that really bothered me was it, one of them was a Geico commercial. And I have to pull this this up because I saw it the other day. And, you know, the, the gecko, the Geico gecko, and apparently has some new neighbors. And uh, he came over to have a little bit of a... Uh, like a, a welcoming thing where he made some kind of food and uh, wanted, to, wanted to share it with the neighbors. Hello. I saw you move in and I wanted to welcome you to the neighborhood with some homemade biscuits. Oh, that's so nice. And a little tip. Geico could help you save on homeowner's insurance. Oh. Cookies. Uh, biscuits. Hmm. Throw a little nutmeg in there? Oh, it's my mum's secret recipe. You can tell me. It's a secret. Is it cinnamon? It's my mom's secret recipe. Call Geico and see how easy saving on homeowners and condo insurance can be. I'll come back for the play. So, commercial featuring dumb, dumb white husband with possible mixed-race wife. Got to get that out there, of course. And so the gecko comes over with these little biscuits, and the guy's like, oh, cookies, and eats them in one gulp and then wants to keep getting this secret recipe out, and then he just takes the plate and walks away. It's like, my asshole husband, what a dumb fuck he is. Look at him. The neighbor comes over, and it was like one of those, can you believe what I have to deal with? Yeah, I, I, sadly I can, because that's what they're putting in these commercials. So, another dumb white guy. Here, let's have a dumb, uh, let's have a bunch of dumb, actually, no, we'll, we'll get to that one next. Here's dumb white guy on a fishing expedition with a fly fisherman with a black dude who's also fishing, even though black people don't really, they're not necessarily the most outdoorsy people. They're not wearing fishing waders and are in the middle of a river going fly fishing, but, you know, whatever. Yes, I'll get you the file. Sounds intense. Clients, what do you do? Retired. Tech? <laughs> nah, army. Huh. 
Check your spam folder. So that commercial was a for you know what uh, was that the uh, the army pension fund, and it's this well dressed, well spoken uh, gentleman of color, and you have dumb white guy who's on his phone in the middle of the water wearing his bucket hat with fishing lures and everything all over there, and he's answering his phone and you know he's trying to figure out what he, like he's on vacation, but this guy he's got his shit together. He's retired. He's going fly fishing. Yeah. Wow. Great. Way, way to really way to really recruit there for the army. <laughs> oh god. It's it's incredible. But anyways, uh let's continue. I'm going to keep cuz then there's others with actual white people, but you got to have goofy goofy white guy doing something goofy here. So let's see. Here's a here's a commercial for a guy who wants to buy a lottery ticket. And yes, once again, the casting call had to be, let's find silly looking white guy wearing drab clothing who does goofy things. Greg, come on down. Greg, yeah, you, come on down to play the Price is Right Scratcher from the Virginia Lottery. Come on down. Scratch to spin the wheel? Will you have the winning showcase bid? Top prize of $200,000. Come on down. Up here. The price is right. Scratcher, please. You're sweating on my counter. Come on down to a retailer near... So, white guy runs through the streets, and he's really sweaty and goes up to a convenience store, which is run by a black woman, because, you know, that's also very realistic, and she chastises him for sweating all over the counter because he wants to buy this lottery ticket from the Virginia Lottery. Dumb white guy in a commercial. Who knew? <sighs> Just, it's... It, it's it, it's amazing. To, it, you know, again, and here's the thing. People are going to sit here listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, and say, what do you care? What does it bother you? Why does this bother What, are you a racist? What, are you, what do you just only care about? What? And I'm like, it bothers me because... <clears throat> When you talk about popular culture and what trickles down from commercials and TV shows, that we're all just supposed to accept blatant ripping on white people, but when it's being done, like, I'm fine with ripping on white people, but why don't, why don't you be a little more consistent about it? Have a commercial where there's a, a, a black woman who's yelling or whatever. Nope, can't do that because then you're going to have protests. So they're afraid of being called racist. That's the whole thing. This whole business in all of society is being afraid of, is being afraid of being called out on as being an ist or a phobe or a or an anti this and anti that. That's what it is. People don't want to rock the boat for the most part. They just want to just uh, no, we'll just just do our thing. Just don't don't say anything. Don't shake the boat. Don't don't just don't. Guys, you know there's there's other things we can be concerned about. Mm. I don't know about that. I don't know. But again, you're going to you're going to say why does it bother you? Here's no here's one. Um, let's see. Oh, this is these are the Scrubs guys in this commercial for more stupid white guy ads. And I technically, if you really wanted to get technical, that uh, was the name Zach Braff. Technically he's he is Jewish, but you have was it Donald Faison from uh, Clueless and whatever else he's been in? And he gets his tongue stuck to a pole. And you got to film it before you get him help. Picture. I'm stuck! <laughs> Is that the new iPhone? Yep, I just got the new iPhone 14 with its amazing camera at T-Mobile. I don't want to do. Just switch to T-Mobile and you can get iPhone 14 with Apple TV Plus included. And so much more. I'm talking over $225 in benefits every month. What? So again, if you reverse the races and you had Donald Faison getting his tongue stuck to the pole and Zach Braff is la laughing at him, ha ha, stupid, you stuck your tongue to a pole, you know, like a Christmas story. Mm, there might be some protests, you might have some people getting really upset by that. 
Here's another dumb white guy who can't figure out where he puts things. It made it so easy for me to bundle my home and auto insurance that I thought, how can I make it easy for my husband to find his things in the house? So I hired an MLB third base coach. My car keys are in my cap. I don't have a hat on. My keys are in the cup. Oh, oh my God. where is my cell phone? He's a sweet man. If you're still here, it is a top priority. It's easy to bundle and save. Okay, so yeah, it's girl boss who's i don't know they probably don't have kids and it's hey my husband is a retard my husband is retarded and he can't figure out where shit goes so in order to remind him i hired this this black third base coach from a major league team to show him the signs to just gently remind him and they show the guy and he's got this he, he kind of looks like gene shallot He's got a mustache and his hair is just all disheveled. And then they go back to the the woman like, but he's a sweet man. Yeah, we know he's fucking stupid, but he's yeah, he, he means well. He's just a, he just has the IQ of a, you know, a, a doorstop. <laughs> uh, again, these commercials there. There's clearly an agenda. You do realize this, right? This isn't. Oh, it's just by coincidence, we p we picked a girl boss, a fairly attractive woman, and a guy who's a, a, a complete, you know, fat mess, sweaty, mustachioed, uh, frizzled hair, frazzled hair guy. Uh, of course, that's what they're doing. And they're trying to make it so you go, oh, so maybe all white guys are this dumb, can't figure out where he put his keys, or he left his lunch in the fridge at home before he was going to work. You know, it, again, it, it's to degrade. It's to degrade the white male. And the worst part is we as white people, collectively, some of us call it, call it out, accept it. It's like, no, we are dumb. I've done dumb things. Look, I've forgotten my keys, too. In fact, I've locked my keys in my car a couple of times. What a... Oh, I'm just a... I'm a regular card, aren't I? It's... There's a reason for it. They try to degrade us. And it's working, because it won't stop. Oh, my husband. He's a moron, but, you know, well, what are you going to do? He's my moron. Dumb husband. Then, then you have the dumb white neighbor. So you have a, a strong black family who uh, is something about bulldozing a house or whatever, trying to get his home. Just here, here we go. This is from Rocket Mortgage. Looks like Daryl's still looking for that money in his home. Should we tell him he can just refinance with Rocket Mortgage? Nah. Let's see where this goes. When you want to find money in your home, Rocket can. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so apparently he, I don't know, there was money he was trying to find, like buried treasure under his house. So instead of just refinancing his home and he comes into some new money be, due to his mortgage, uh, no, he's going to try and bulldoze his home. And instead, it's like, oh, no, let's, the, the black neighbor's like, let's see him try it. Again, reverse the races. Black guy has a bulldozer. He goes, I, I'll be fun. I, I'll be finding some treasure under my house. And white people are like, can you believe this guy? Can you imagine the protest? Can you imagine? <laughs> and, and what is the goal here? Is the goal to sell, uh, like, a, a refinancing and, and mortgages? Or is it to, again, degrade white guys, white people? What is the goal here? Is the goal to be entertaining? Because it's certainly not entertaining. And who's making these commercials? Who thinks this is a good idea? How about this one? Here's another commercial. This is another. This is uh, this is for TurboTax. You have a black guy who's going through his taxes. He's got a cup of coffee, so he must be must have just woke up and you know is getting his life together, waking up, uh, having a pot of joe in the morning, and he's just trying to figure out what uh, uh, you know what's going on with his taxes. I'm assuming it's you know who knows maybe it's like February or March, and he looks at that April fifteenth deadline. He's trying to figure out what's going on here. Stephen, did you know TurboTax is free, no matter how you want to file? Spits his coffee onto his 
fat white friend who looks like Horatio Sands from 20 years ago. I don't believe that. It's true. Anyone with a simple tax return can get help from an expert for free. That can't be true. It is. And with TurboTax Live, our experts will even do your taxes for you for free. Honestly, that sounds amazing. For a limited time, TurboTax is free for simple returns. Again, once again, throughout this entire podcast, reverse them. Just just reverse the races. If you have a white guy spitting hot coffee three times in a 30-second commercial onto a black dude, and TurboTax would have to put out an apology. They would have to talk about, you know, we uh, understand that the systemic racism and blah, blah, blah. But because it's a white guy, it's like, <laughs> that's funny. He's spitting coffee on him. That's hilarious. What you Here's what you do is you should just close your account. If you use TurboTax and you don't like this, close it. Don't do it. If you don't like Rocket Mortgage and Quicken Loans degrading, then close them. And you've kind of forced their hand. They either say, well, we don't want somebody who's not tolerant of spitting coffee on, on white people, so we don't want you. Then fine, we'll start our own tax firm. <sighs> just, that's, that's all you got to do is just d- then delete your account if you don't like it. And what what's the, and, 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 and again, what's the point? What's the point of this commercial? To degrade white guys again. Uh, let's see. What is this one? I've got a whole list of these. I could do these for a while. I might, I might pop by every so often and, uh, do, do some of these commercials again, just to, just to kind of showcase some call it cut commercials. Cause you also see it's not just it, it, a lot of it is just, you're seeing guys that are, uh, terrible husbands and everything. So it's not just the neighbor or the the roommate. It's also, hey, my husband is a is a dummy. He's a dummy here. So here's another one. This is from SoFi. I had a bad relationship with my student loan. The in- Okay, so what we see here, this is a woman who's either uh dating, engaged or married to a a black gentleman and is talking about uh what is this one? This one's student loans. I had a bad relationship with my student loan. The interest was costing me, well, us a fortune. And so the student loan is actually personified in this commercial. The student loan is a white guy who kind of looks like uh, kind of Danny DeVito, but he's wearing a very, an old school like professor's outfit from the f- 1940s. Like he's in, uh, in Robin Williams, my, oh, Captain, my Captain from uh, Dead Poet Society. No matter how much we paid, it was always just there, you know? Mm. So, I broke up with my bad student loan debt and refinanced with SoFi. Turns out we could save thousands. Break up with bad student loan debt and refi with SoFi. You could save thousands. So they closed the door on the white guy, you know, the annoying, ugly white guy, and you have two attractive, uh, one the gentleman of color and the other a white woman with red hair. There we go. Good job, people. I'm glad we're glad we're learning. We're just having a nice learning situation here. Um, gosh, what else do I have here? Oh, here's a here's a strong girl boss who's on her treadmill, and she's she's talking about how empowering, or not treadmill, but an elliptical here. And this is from Bowflex. She's about to climb. She's done so much. She's about to climb Mount Everest, but she does so with a white guy on her back. Focus on the breath. Focus on the movement. Keep breathing. If I'm this strong, I wonder what else I can conquer. Do this together. We did it, honey. We climbed Mount Everest. Lean forward just a little. Turn it up to an eight. Powerful is empowering. So some white guy or her white boyfriend is on her back as she climbs Mount Everest with him on top and he takes credit for it because, you know, he's dumb white guy. He didn't do anything. He didn't do any of the climbing. That was girl boss here. You go, girl. Clap back. And she kind of is like, oh, this guy's taking credit for all the hard work I did by climbing Mount Everest here in this commercial. 
I mean, <laughs> like what? Like what is what is this supposed to signify? Is this what we're reducing men in the West to? That, you know, I, it, it's it, it's not it's not empowering. These commercials are embarrassing. They really are embarrassing. They're not funny. We don't have whatever happened to funny commercials. Here's the other one. One of my, I think one of the best commercials to have come out in the last decade was the original Jake from State Farm ad, because it was yes, it was silly. Husband is in his PJs and he's on the phone at three o'clock in the morning, and his wife turns the light on, wonders who he's talking to. So it's like, uh oh, is he, is he uh, trying to hire an escort? Is he on some phone sex line? And no, he was at three in the morning figuring out his car insurance situation, and it wasn't. Dumb white guy. Yes, it was bitchy wife, but the the guy's like, no, I'm on the phone. That's okay. I'm on the phone. This is a guy named Jake from State Farm. He's wearing khakis right now. And Jake from State Farm was back at the office, and he's this fat dude who's working third shift at State Farm, entry-level job, probably his second job out of college after working maybe at Kohl's or something. Now, he got this nice job where he's wearing a uniform, a red polo shirt and khaki pants, and he's answering phone calls from people who are wondering what's going on with their car insurance or their home insurance at 3 o'clock in the morning. And it was kind of a cheeky ad. But then we decided, no, 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 no. See, we can't have Jake be the face. Of, we need Jake to be the face of the company. Jake helps you out. So Jake can't be this fat white guy whose diet basically consists of Arizona iced tea and White Castle, we need to have a cool Jake where he goes around and helps Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes with their, with their insurance and, and bundling. So we can't have fat white guy. We need to have cool uh, Drake-like <laughs> black dude who, is yes, he is wearing khakis, but like cool khakis, like, like joggers, coggers, I guess, if you will. And he has, like, cool shoes. He goes shoe shopping where Patrick Mahomes is, you know, because he's just a regular sneakerhead. He's, yeah, he's hanging out with Aaron Rodgers and uh, playing fetch with it with his dog. Just that, that's a cool guy. So we had to wokeify Jake from State Farm. Because fat white guy, not cool. We don't want him to be the face of the company. We need slick black guy. And again, what would happen if we reverse that? If Jake from State Farm were good-looking black or fat black dude who works overnights at State Farm in his cubicle answering phone calls from possibly drunk or insomniac husbands to, no, we need, we can't have fat Jake anymore. We can't have him looking like Patrice O'Neill. We need to have a cool Jake where he looks like Jake Gyllenhaal, where he's like thin and he's like, hey guys, what's going on? I'm Jake. There would be protests. There would be people upset. There would be, you would, you would have coalitions of people canceling their state farm auto insurance. And again, company-wide apologies for, see, we didn't mean that we wanted blah, 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 blah. You think this, you think I'm being stupid? You, th you think I'm, <laughs> so this whole Mount Everest, you're, oh, so it's, I have to have a white guy on my back. Are you signifying the patriarchy? Is that what you're talking about? Is that black women can do anything. It's just you have to deal with this white guy who's on your back this whole time. Just, like, he's just, you're climbing up the hill. You could get there, and you could get there so much easier if you didn't have to deal with this awful white guy who's on your back. Just woke horse shit. Awful. <sighs> I, again, stupid white guy. Stupid white guy can't figure it out. Or stupid white guy has to ruin all the, the women, especially black women's fun or the black dude. and you know, Or he has to be the punching bag. And again, we don't say anything about it. We don't do anything about it. Except for me, I'm doing it. And I'll have people probably get pissed off and give me bad ratings on my free account or send me nasty messages on social media over this. Again, watch these commercials and reverse the races. That's all you have to do. Just reverse them. Or reverse the sexes. I mean, you can't have realistic commercials. You want to talk about overrepresentation too. 
I think we're overrepresenting the fact that there's not as not that many white burglars, but we have people who look like Aaron Berg, com- Jewish comedian, uh, <laughs> who's breaking into homes instead of if you want accurate represent. No, we don't want accurate representation. We want woke representation. We need, uh, if you were, uh, truly, if you were an alien who came to this planet and you figured out how to use a TV and a TV remote, you turned it on and you watched these commercials and TV shows and movies, you would think this country is about 65% black. And you would think that it's probably about 80% women and, uh, and, and white people, especially white guys, have like a, a 47 IQ, just stupid, can't figure themselves out. And if, uh, you know, if they do, oh, and then you would also think a lot of people are gay too. So that's another one, but I didn't, I, I only have so much time to do a podcast like this. Um, but by the way, it's also not just white dudes. It's white people in general in these commercials. And here's another, this is a classic one. I saw this. I think we might I might wrap up on this one. This is for pain relief. So you ever go down the aisle at the grocery store or uh, the pharmacy, and you're trying to figure out, what should I get? Should I get ibuprofen or acetaminophen? Should I get the stuff that, you know, how many milligrams is that? Well, I could get, is this the one that makes me sleepy or is this one that doesn't? You know, I, I don't know. What is it? So there's so many options when you go to the grocery store. So you have a whole pack of white people. Can't figure it out. So many arthritis pain relievers. I just want fewer pills and relief that last all day. Take two extra strength Tylenol every four to six hours. Taking eight pills a day, and if I take it for ten days, that's 80 pills. Just two Aleve can last all day. Perfect. Choose Aleve and you can be taking four times fewer pills than extra strength Tylenol. Just two Aleve have the strength to... So there you go again. It's three white people are in the aisle looking at what it is, and they can't figure it out. It's like, should I get this one? I, I don't know. That's a lot of pills. And then here comes a black woman goes over, hey, a leave. Cool. I'm getting this. And then leaves, and then all the white people are like, that smart black woman figured it out. Oh, my God. She's a genius. I realize it does all the work that I'm looking for, and significantly fewer pills to take because that's one thing I can't stand is taking pills so if I just have a leave I don't want you know I know it's a name brand but I can't believe she figured it out (laughs) thank God for that black woman to save the day or otherwise those white people would still be at the store right now you know after COVID a lot of these stores are not 24 hours anymore they have They're dealing with supply chain issues and people who don't want to work. So eventually these stores are going to have to close like at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, especially a pharmacy might close at 7. Drive-through pharmacy, 6, 7 o'clock. Yet these white people, if it wasn't for that smart black woman who walked over and picked up that Aleve, they might still be there. Or they would have picked something and realized, oh gosh, I've been taking too many pills. And again, I know I'm putting things through excruciating detail but understand what's going on i'm trying to help you wake up to this if you're on my patreon you probably know about all these situations i've talked about them a lot but you who may have stumbled upon this podcast you have to figure this out right at some point you're gonna go huh just something seems like there's more to this than because what they'll do is it's this plausible deniability. No, we weren't. What are you talking? There's no agenda. We just had to put a casting call. We found the right people for the job. And, you know, it just so happened that I was a black woman that we had that takes this. I mean, it could have been anybody. She could have been in the line, but we just thought she had the presence and just had a, a she had the line. She she hit her mark, everything like that. It was perfect. So that that's that's the only reason. So that's their plausible deniability. I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm just looking at the comments on people talking about it. It's just, even I'm not going to go there on some of these things. But again, 
nothing changes until you start hitting them in the pocketbook. Just don't buy a leave then. If you don't like that, then get the competitor. The competitor who doesn't shit all over you. Just like with Gillette. Just like with Nike. When Nike came out and instead of what, Nike, I mean, well, they had the bow nose campaign. They had Air Jordan. They've had all these athletes over time. And in 2018, they decide, we're not going with an athlete who's still playing. We're going with one that we feel has been blackballed from the game and Colin Kaepernick. So he's going to be the face of our campaign. So what are we going to do? We're going to lecture white people and anybody else who wants to buy Nike products. We're going to say that they're a racist unless they support Colin Kaepernick. Now, it was a whole marketing campaign. Do you really think Nike gives a fuck about Colin Kaepernick and Black Lives Matter and the whole cause? No, of course they don't. And they still don't. They don't care about slavery. They don't care about uh, the fact that kids from Korea and Indonesia are making their shoes for like two cents a day in sweatshops, like children. That's okay. You got your $247 Nikes and you can talk about oppression and systemic racism and redlining and everything like that. That's why they did it. Because they realize there is a market for people. Because you, here's the thing. If you don't think there's a market for all of this anti-white commercial, who buys products? Who are the people who are more influenced per capita of a commercial? Where they see a commercial on television, or they see an ad suggested uh, when they're on YouTube or whatever. Who are the ones that are going to look at that and potentially buy that? And the answer, of course, is white, is usually white women. Women in general, but white women. So I can sit here and be mad about Gillette, but maybe a woman that I'm dating or somebody that I know or maybe my wife or whoever the case is is going to look at that and go, I kind of like that commercial. I like that. I like their message. So you know what? I'm going to go and buy Gillette razors and shaving cream and anything else they offer. And that's all I'm going to buy because I like their message. Now, us white guys because we don't fight back, we don't get we don't care about commercials. So that's the thing about uh, Nike and Colin Kaepernick. You're going to have millions of people boycott Nike because they don't like that message of what they're trying to put across and promote the promotion of uh, Black Lives Matter and Colin Kaepernick. And an anti-white hatred and anti-cop hatred and this this and this so you'll have a lot of people say screw nike i will never wear their shoes i'll never buy anything in fact the nikes that i do have i'm going to burn i'm going to throw out whatever the case and the way nike looks at it is it's kind of a net positive because that way they can look at it and say well okay then if you're burning we're just going to call you a racist because you don't like our cause and the people who do like the cause are going to wear Nike the rest of their entire lives. That's the only shoe they will have, is Nike. In fact, they'll go out to Foot Locker and buy 10 pairs of Nikes, just because of that. So the way Nike looked at it is, this is a net positive for us. We can lecture people and sell shoes, even if we're not moving the needle too much, even if what ended up happening was, when that campaign, the thick of that campaign, they had, it kind of was wavering a little bit, and then people kind of forgot about it. So if it's Christmas time, you say, hey, you know, I need a pair of running shoes. I need a pair of gym shoes. Oh, cool, Nikes. Awesome. That's great. Or, hey, these these feel good. I didn't like the campaign. I do have a pair of Nikes. I'm going to the gym after I record this podcast, and I'm going to put my Nikes on. I'm going to go run. They're good shoes. I like them. But I also, I didn't like the message. I'll just like the product. See, I'm not one of those where I won't necessarily boycott a sponsor because I don't like them. But, you know, it, it depends on what they do. If they, if they do a better job, that's where they get you. But I think for a lot of people, if you don't like what Nike and Gillette and Aleve and Quicken Loans or TurboTax, if you don't like what they're putting out there in these commercials and you want to make a stand, hit them in the pocketbook. Who cares if they call you something? Who cares if they say, well, you're just not woke enough to really appreciate this? <sighs> I mean, this is, this is just, I, I, it's, it's unbelievable. 
this is unbelievable what we're doing in society. And we're allowing it. We're just allowing it. You and I and everybody else, we're allowing society to do that. Dumb white guy can't figure it out. I'm looking at, I'm looking at another commercial. Well, it's actually a GIF. But one of those power, uh, the, the um, power washers or like a hose where you get one of those uh, infomercials. And it's this dumb, fat, white guy with a polo shirt because that's what you do when you wash your cars. You're wearing a pair of jeans and a tucked in polo shirt. And you have a bucket of soap and then a separate bucket that has the sponges and the wash rags. And you have the hose and everything else and it just spills out all over your minivan. Stupid white guy. That's what, we, that's what, that's what the, the whole thing is. We need to show people that there's a lot of dumb white guys out there. <sighs> Again. Why do you care, Tony? Why do you care about what this is? Who, who cares? Why are you making a big deal about it? Because somebody has to. I'm sorry. Somebody has to discuss this. Somebody has to call this out. Because if it's not getting called out, it's going to get worse. We've been seeing this for how long? I mean, how many sitcoms have we had now? Kevin James and uh, Drew Carey, where you have this slovenly boyfriend or husband and you have like a really sexy woman Leah Remini and you know just go through the whole list it's usually yeah he's a dumb white guy I mean Homer Simpson's the perfect example it's Marge is the sensible one and Homer's this retard who can't figure even though it's weird for as drunk and incompetent as Homer Simpson is how does how is he able to afford a house like that and like a couple of cars <laughs> a house for three kids in the suburbs in Springfield or Peter Griffin who works at a brewery and before that a toy factory and is able to afford a house I don't know but we've decided now we don't need that anymore we have an agenda and we're going to put forth our agenda and if you don't like it we're going to call you an ist or a phobe or an anti this or that so you should be making your shopping decisions solely based on race and sexuality. That's what it should be, right? No? No, it's not? Oh, okay. Got to call them out. You got to call them out in this in this case because it's just it's going to continue. If you don't like it, don't buy their product. If you don't like it, make sure you sh talk about it. Make sure you tell people like, hey, this ad was pretty shitty. Hey, Bowflex. It, what are you implying with this commercial? Are you implying that black women have to deal with some racist white guy, patriarchal white guy, who's just on your back this whole time, and you're uh, yet you're still going to girl boss through your whole way up to the top of Mount Everest, even if he's on your back? What is it? What do you mean by this? Or is or are you just going to say that this is a commercial that? Oh no, this just uh, it's just look we're. Just, it's just a funny commercial. It's like her boyfriend. He's taking... It's silly. It could be about anybody. Again, reverse that. White guy with a black woman on top of him. You think that's going to happen? Black woman takes credit for all... Well, actually, I could see that happening. Honestly, I could, I could kind of see that commercial. Because that's the one thing. is the untouchables in commercials. Or you're definitely seeing that. Black women cannot be at the receiving end of any type of criticism, anything they do that's dumb or uh, or over the top, that they have to be the, the smartest people in the room. They have to tell everybody what's going on. And yeah, well, what do you do? What do you do in that case? You just shrug your shoulders and go, well, I guess, uh, I guess that's the way commercials are now. That's okay. You probably turned this podcast off if you disagreed with me, but that's okay. Just next time when you're watching Comedy Central or when you're watching uh, some of these cable networks or whatever's suggested on YouTube, just look at it through this lens and realize how truly, truly racist, ra yes, racist that this is, that these commercials are. Or we could just kind of shrug our shoulders and go, yeah, that's okay. It's just a commercial. Why are you making a big deal about it, Tony? God, you spent an hour on a podcast talking about dumb white guy commercials? What's, what's the matter with you? Well, there's a lot matter with me, but 
I feel I'm justified to vent my frustrations here in this podcast. Well, I appreciate you folks for listening to the Check Your Brain podcast. Again, patreon.com slash Tony Mazur. If you like what you hear, five bucks a month for extra podcasts and early access to guests. So thank you for listening to the Check Your Brain podcast. My name is Tony Mazur. Have yourselves a wonderful week.